0: Totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca.
1: What if you took the time?
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca, your host, and I want you to know that I appreciate you listening to my show, so speak to me, because my team and I spend lots of time and energy thinking and preparing for our show about things I care about, and I think you will, too. So just let me know what you're thinking, if you find the show riveting, valuable, horrific, or even offensive, you just fill in the blank and jet me an email at info at com. You can also go right to my website, talkwithfrancesca.com, and fill out the contact form. It'll get right to me. You can visit me on Facebook, and I promise I will get right back to you. And if you miss part of this show, you can go to recent shows on my website, talkwithfrancesca.com, and listen there. I'm also on iTunes, so plenty of places to listen to the show. Okay, we've got lots to cover today, so pick up your favorite beverage, and let's get going. Mine happens to be coffee. I said it right, it's heart healthy coffee and Vera Roasting Company makes it. And you know what makes it so healthy? It has resveratrol. That's the stuff that makes red wine good for you. And of course the coffee doesn't have the alcohol in it. However, the fifth emailer to email me at info at is gonna win a free bag. All you gotta do is put the subject line, healthy coffee and your name and address in the body. And guess what? It's yours. So jump on your computers now and good luck to you. The coffee is yummy, yummy. Have it every single day. All right. Social media, it has completely revolutionized the way we understand and communicate with one another. We don't often think of ourselves as a brand, but you know what, every time you post a picture or retweet something, you're sending a message to the world about who you are. And believe it or not, that message can make or break you in this digital age. Who you are as a brand can affect the people you meet, the experiences you gain, and even the career, yes, the career that you have. That's the harsh reality of today's job market. It can make your job seem unattainable, but it certainly is not. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. So the days of sending cookie cutter resumes are, sorry everybody, long gone. With us today is branding expert Diane Huth. Regardless of age or career stage, Diane's going to give us tools on how to land the job of your dream. So big welcome to you, Diane. Thanks for joining us today on Talk with Francesca.
1: Thank you so much, Francesca. It's wonderful to be here.
2: Uh, Diane, the hardest part of doing anything, obviously, is simply to start. uh, You know, it's a time of year, the New Year's resolutions. You know, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. And here it's the 16th, and I haven't gone to the gym, right? But um, anyway, where would one start in the process of rebranding themselves?
1: Well, the first place you start is see where you are today. You do uh, uh, an assessment. And to do that, you go to Google and Google your name. Just find out where your name is. Do you show up on Google at all? Um, Does it have a picture of you? Is it a picture you like? And that's good. Do you appear on the first page or on the eighth page or not at all? And that's kind of your baseline of where your branding is. And so if you want to be found um, by job um, uh, headhunters or recruiters, or if you want to create yourself an authority platform that lets you Uh, become a speaker or university professor or become a valued member, you know, a person of prestige. You really need to master your social media. So it starts by finding out where you are and then taking proactive steps to build the favorable message in social media that you want people to know about you. And I've found six key platforms that will help you along the way.
2: Oh, well, let's hear them.
1: Well, the first one, of course, is LinkedIn. If you're a professional, you're looking for a job, the number one job platform you need to invest in, time-wise, it's free, is to build a LinkedIn profile. And LinkedIn is so powerful. It is where 90-plus percent of all recruiters look for um, employees. It is where you can post your resume, and you don't just post a resume that you create. It walks you step-by-step through the the the, 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 the roles that you've had, your education, your activities. So it is a building platform that really helps you build your own personal resume. And I often suggest that people use LinkedIn, follow it step by step, and then from there extract that to finalize your resume because it's so complete and it does it all for you. And it prompts you to give it the rest, the right information.
2: I love LinkedIn. I mean, I don't, I'm not looking for a job, but I, I you know, I, when I think of someone who just asked me recently, do you think I should be on LinkedIn? And it's like, what, are you kidding me? You have to even ask that question. I mean, I have found so many, excuse me, guests for my show on LinkedIn. So many people have found me, um, you know, I've found interns, it just, it it goes on and on. I mean, it's just a fabulous, fabulous business tool. And of course the best part is it's true, it's, it's free, but anyway, um, okay, so what's the second one? Well,
1: the second one is Facebook. Over half of all employers are going to look for your Facebook and go through it to see who you are, what your values are, how you spend your time, how you spend your effort, what your personal attitude is. Do you have um, rude comments, you know, um, a lot of political positioning on there? Do you swear younger people? Do you have unattractive pictures of you on the beach during spring break? Or is your Facebook full of thoughtful comments? Um, postings of significance? Does it show you as a family person who lives responsibly? Do you volunteer at church, at um, Ironman competitions? What do you do because your life is reflected in what you post on Facebook? So almost every employer will look at your Facebook page and companies are actually hiring companies during the the vetting process while recruiting people. They're hiring people who will search for social media and give them a recommendation, whether you're the kind of a person that they want on their team or not.
2: I feel bad for these poor kids who, when they're 15, 16 years old, are posting these, like you said, these wild, well, of course, spring break, they wouldn't be on spring break at that age, but you know, these wild pictures, you know, um, I, you know, I, 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 remember, you know, I had an intern and, and, um, she's long gone now. And, um, you know, I, I looked her up on Facebook one day. And I thought, well, what, what not almost what are you doing with your life, but do you have any idea that this is a, an employer is going to be looking at this? And I mean, it's not like so horrific. It's just, you know, partying, the beer in the hands, you know, the, the, you know, and I mean, all kids do it or a lot of kids do it. But what's unfortunate is that it sticks and it never really does go away, does it?
1: No, your, your um, profile can be found on Google forever. I have postings. If You Google me. I have postings going back to 2008 of events that I did, press releases that I send out. So things that you do online are permanent.
2: Oh, I well, you know, I have a, oh, dare I even say it on the air because I don't want anyone to even look it up, but I did a YouTube video. I'm talking like 10 years ago. You know, I was just kind of practicing and, Oh, and I I can't remember whether I did it or someone did it for me. But all I know is I was never able to get that YouTube video removed. And I mean, it's not so horrible. It's just that, you know, I like to think I'm a little bit more evolved as a host, a little bit more, a little bit more polished than the one that's on there. So, you know, I just kind of like, oh, yeah, cringe, you know. But now what about just veering off for a second? What about these companies like, um... I don't know, what are they, Spookio or Spokio or My Life? I mean, some of these things, they're crazy. You get a speeding ticket, and the next thing you know, you're 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 being told that you're a criminal. And, um, you know, what do you do about stuff like that?
1: Well, you try and clean up your own page first, and then you can reach out to people if there's an uncomplimentary post. You try and ask them to delete it. But once something's out there, it is the decision of the hmm. site holder what they want to do.
2: Right. And most
1: of these referral sites, they pick up public records through a computer, and there's not a human being involved in it. So you're right. stuck with it.
2: Right. So now what if somebody Wait, wanted to just delete two? their Facebook page? Pardon? What if someone just wanted to delete their Facebook page because they were just like, yeah, I want to be, you know... I mean, sometimes, honestly, sometimes I'll just take down my Facebook page just because I, I find that, you know, I try to be as efficient as possible in my work. And, and nothing like wasting time on Facebook. <laughs> you know? you, you feel know. like you need a coffee break, go on Facebook, right? Like, yeah, oh, what's going on? What's- yeah, and
1: professionally, but if you don't have a Facebook page... As an older worker, it'll signal that you do not know technology. If you can't figure out a Facebook page, right. you can't work for our company because you don't know computers and you're not active enough. Right. Okay. Uh, also, if people have uh, a hidden Facebook page, you can make your page private. Mm. That sets up red flags to an employer saying, "What's that person trying to hide?" I'm looking to find the authentic person, mm. and I'm either getting a blank blank wall or I'm getting stuff I don't like. So the best way to manage it is to consciously use Facebook as a way of expressing positive thoughts talk about family and how important it is show pictures of family talk favorably about work about your industry about things you're passionate about make sure that you don't use profanity and that you don't become aggressive towards people and fill your social media with positive things that an employer would find hmm that's a person that shares my values that is, you know, contributes to the good of society. That's the kind of a positive person I want on my team.
2: Hmm. What else? LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter? Number
1: three is Twitter. Oh, I
2: was afraid you were going to say that.
1: I know. I hate, I personally don't like Twitter. (sighs) I've always thought that that Twitter was kind of stream of consciousness for morons, but it isn't really. It is a thought (laughs) platform if you use it correctly. Um, And so what you do is that you have a a Twitter page and you don't live and die by it. You know, you can't spend the rest of your life there. But um, you post things that are meaningful and you repost other meaningful platforms. You follow thought leaders. I'm going to look at your Twitter feed and I'm going to say, are you following the Kardashians or are you talking about leaders in your industry? Are you talking about um, ideas that are important, new books that you've read, articles that are important? And then you follow people and every journalist, as I'm sure you know, posts everything that they write or is published on right. on Twitter. Right. So if you, you can follow journalists of that you're interested in having cover you. Let's say you want to have somebody write a story about you on Forbes. Well, follow the freelancers who publish things on Forbes. Write and comment knowledgeably. Establish an online relationship with them through um, Twitter, where you talk back and forth, you retweet, you confirm what they say, and then at some point, you may have uh, formed a relationship that allows you to talk about what's important to you, and maybe they will find you and write your story that you want or give you access or quote you as the expert that you've shown yourself to be in your thoughtful comments. So Twitter, whether you like it or not, can be an important way of building your profile.
2: And you, you're... you, um. Coaching is geared towards baby boomers. Is that right?
1: I do two things. I'm a university professor. And so I wrote my first book, Brand You to Land Your Dream Job, targeted at my students who I learned didn't have a clue on how to find a job. It's like, oh, my God, you're graduating in three months and you don't have a resume or a LinkedIn page. So I wrote I started doing a presentation of them in a workshop and a boot camp, and it grew up to become a book, which is targeting at at younger people, at college graduates and college students, and younger professionals, but the tips are the same. The strategies for building your personal brand, and that's what I position. I'm a marketer, Mm -hmm. and people will follow you, but you have to establish your brand, which is your reputation. Who are you? You want people to know you, you want people to recognize you, and you want people to reach out to you. And so when you do that, you create an authority platform. That turned into my new mission, which is I found out that all these, these wonderful professionals that I know all reached out to me. Can you help me? I'm losing my house. I've been unemployed for two years. I can't get an interview. Mm-hmm. I'm living off of food stamps. I'm going, oh my God, what happened? These are well-educated people with master's degrees and with 30 years of experience, and there is age discrimination out there, and it's very yes,
3: hard for yes, people it is. in
1: their 50s or 60s to get a job. So I am feverishly writing my next book, which is called Brand You, Reinvent Your Career, which is targeting baby boomers. And it's teaching you either how to keep the job that you have. If you've got a job, keep it. I'll give you skills to increase your visibility and help you keep that job. And if you don't have a job, how to get back in the job market. And then it might be for someone who's retired and say, I don't really want to work full time, but I do need to make money. I want to be a meaningful person. Today, the average age is 84. If you retire at 60, what are you going to do for 25 years of your life? Play bridge and golf? I mean, I can't imagine that. We want to be productive uh, members of society, and often we can't find those in paid jobs, so you do other things um, to to use your time and, and talents. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm... Very strongly researching lots of part-time jobs that you can do, or alternative second-stage jobs when you can't get that that $80,000 corporate job anymore because that's being held by somebody who's 35. What other things can you do to support your family? Because Francesca, we've got a serious empl- unemployment pro- problem. The social security problem isn't really how you fund social security from 65 on. It's what this legion of unemployed baby boomers who lose their jobs at 55, how they survive to 65 when they're paying $1,500 a month of medical insurance oh, and, and not even reaching Social Security yet. How do you survive during this, this underemployment or unemployment gap because
2: mm-hmm. of ageism? So I would talk about that more when we come back. Listeners, um, I hope you've got a pen and paper. We've got some um, great information here this morning. We're talking to Diane Hooth. And um, so when we come back, we'll have more of it. So stay with us here. Coffee no longer has to be a guilty pleasure. You've heard that red wine is good for you because of nature's most potent antioxidant, resveratrol. Vera Roasting Company makes the only coffee infused with it. Each cup of Vera's coffee delivers the same amount of resveratrol as found in a glass of red wine without the alcohol, sulfates, or tannins. Years of medical studies indicate that regular resveratrol in our diets promote cardiovascular health, slows the progression of certain cancers, Alzheimer's disease, and type 2 diabetes. Vera Roasting Coffee won double-blind taste tests against the leading coffees. Vera Roasting also offers its delicious, heart-healthy coffees with added vitamin D to help ward off the winter blues you can't get vera roasting coffee in stores you need to go to vera roasting.com free and fast shipping is always available VeraRosting.com. vera like vera bradley go to VeraRosting.com. that's veraroasting.com.
3: looking for an authentic italian meal in an intimate setting then you might just want to venture out to boston this weekend and dine at terra mia restaurante a true gem among all those rhinestones in boston's north end This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Restaurante Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit TerramiaRestaurante.com.
2: Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number 9 of the top 10 Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 1130 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723-6733 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com.
4: Captain Lord Mansion is the ultimate bed-and-breakfast experience. It's the only AAA four-diamond bed-and-breakfast in Kennebunkport. But it's so much more. It's the perfect, elegant, romantic getaway. Relax at their day spa. Be pampered in your room with heated floors, jetted showers and tubs, gas fireplaces, king and queen beds, flat-screen TVs, and all the quaintness with all the modern conveniences. Be surrounded by impeccable gardens, waterfalls, fountains, a putting green a charming gift shop, wine cellar, the list goes on and on, including a full three-course breakfast. This is a stay that you will never forget. Engage in our special offers. Call 207-967-3141, 207-967-3141, CaptainLordMansion.com. In Kennebunkport, Maine, memories and elegance await you.
2: All right, we are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. Welcome back, Diane.
1: Thank you so much. Great to be here.
2: So it is very hard and very scary for people in the, the 50s um, when they either lose their job or they're being, or, you know, and then it's true, they're being replaced by these younger kids. And, you know, why wouldn't a company hire someone younger, you know, less physical issues, whatever it might be? So what would you recommend to these baby boomers? How do they get back out there?
1: Well, to me, there's five key steps um, that you need to do. And the number one thing is to tech up. Get your technology skills up there. We were not born with iPhones and iPads in our hand like our kids and our grandkids are. So our technology skills are lacking. That's the number one reason that people hire baby boomers, millennials, instead of baby boomers. So you need to actively... Um, work on technology skills. You need to go to the the uh, cla- take classes. Community ca- colleges have classes. There are online classes. There are YouTube videos. You need to master the um, Office Suite, which is Word, Excel, PowerPoint. You need to be able to use those, but also you need to adapt uh, the new communication technologies. There's a, 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 a an app called Slack. Have you heard of Slack?
2: No, I have not.
1: It is, uh, six months ago I had never heard of it. In the last four months, four or five different companies and organizations that I'm involved with all started using Slack. It's a, it's a, a team communication platform, kind of like a, p- a private um, group text messaging program. And all of a sudden, over a ma- matter of just a few months, everybody is using Slack. So you need to know about that, what are the trends, um so listen to um go to youtube everything is on youtube and find out what the new technology trends are listen to radio hosts who talk about it mm-hmm. um and <laughs> the, the community college and and go to your professional association we all have a professional association that serves our industry whatever the industry or skill set that you have There's a professional association, and they're all going to bring in speakers. And the speakers are going to be kind of the leading, cutting-edge people in the industry. And so they're going to talk about what are the new trends and what are the new technologies. I recently went to an American Marketing Association um, program where a company uh, representative talked about how he built this huge program using Instagram. All they did is Instagram. I've never used Instagram, but I learned about it. So so actively set out learning about and how to use and put in practice your own technology. And that can be shown um, through your use of social media. We also need to look and act as young as you can without looking silly.
2: Right. Dress so, age appropriate, but be youthful.
1: But be youthful. But, but and you can do things like um, having an eye. When, when you get old enough to have Medicare, you can have an eyelid lift you um do a makeover everybody needs to do a makeover i was talking about this with a long-term friend one of the only people who dared tell me this and i was saying you know people need a makeover and he says you do too i said what do you mean he says your hairstyle's old-fashioned i said what do you mean i've been wearing my hair like this for 20 years He said,
3: exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you need to change your hair do you need to change your makeup but i was stunned but he was right we become so comfortable with who we are and what we look that that we don't realize that we are aging in place. So you need to take steps to look younger. You need to adopt um, younger habits. Um, Like the newspaper, read your news online, get a Fitbit, go to the gym, bring in your Starbucks coffee cup. You know, those are things that that you want to signal a younger lifestyle. Um, get Starbucks? You want- you're kidding. We have to start. We have to switch
2: to Starbucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, not in your case. You already have a wonderful coffee brand. Just bring an empty cup in and, and with your wonderful coffee, and just let people pretend that that you're part of the Starbucks generation.
2: <laughs> isn't you know? Isn't that true? I didn't. You know, I hadn't really thought about any of that. Thank goodness I'm self-employed. Uh, so let's talk about networking a little bit because I think that's. A, a thing that people have a hard time doing uh, not everyone but a lot of people do and but i do think it can make or break
1: absolutely you network your way to career success half of all jobs today are are found through a personal referral through networking through somebody you know not an online job board and the older you get The more important networking is and the higher your salary the more important a personal referral or introduction is so that is the key and you don't need to be intimidated by it there are steps that you can learn and all of us hate walking into a room of strangers and not knowing what to do but in in my first book and in this next book i talk a lot about the tips it's very easy to find an organization and the way that you Um, You join a professional organization preferably that's one of the key things is that gives you the credentials that you need and then don't just be a wallflower sitting there eating your banquet chicken by yourself and being bored Um, volunteer to do something volunteer to meet and greet people volunteer to be on the publicity committee or on the hospitality committee or the membership committee get jump onto the board and every organization is begging for volunteers, they never have enough. And all of a sudden you're on the inside and you know everything and you go to the board meetings and you stand up and introduce yourself and you're on the inside of the organization as opposed to outside. If it's something else you just learn to introduce yourself properly, you must have a business card. And then um, you learn to introduce yourself properly and memorably. Um, One of the key things that people don't do is say their name correctly. It's the same thing as with the hairdo. You become so familiar with your name that you just, you know, hi, my name is Diana. Nobody knows that. You have to introduce yourself purposefully. You have to say, hello, my name is Barbara, Barbara Jacobson. You repeat your name. You say it slowly. You put a pause between the first and the second name. You enunciate it clearly while you're looking the person in the eye and, and, and how often... Francesca, have you gotten a phone call, or someone says, "Hi, I'm," blah, 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 call me back, blah, 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 and you have no idea what that person is saying. Yeah, right,
2: right, right. Exactly. Yeah, we do the
1: same thing in, in social things. You introduce yourself properly. You shake hands. You repeat the person's name three times in the next minute. Like, "Oh, John, nice to meet you, John." This is a, I want to introduce you to my friend. This is John. And so you you learn people's names. You make them feel good. Um, You you learn how to exchange business cards masterfully. I have a technique that's a real winner for that because people have – how many times have you fumbled around and people are reaching in their pocket and scribbling on something on the back, you know? When you go out to a networking event, take lots of business cards. That's why you're out there. You put your cards in your left pocket. You put their cards in your right pocket so that when you go to meet someone, you take, you shake hands with the right hand while you're dipping your left hand into your left pocket. You pull out a card. When you finish shaking hands, you present your card with your left hand to their left hand and you masterfully give them a card. And then you take their card, you thank them, you look them in the eye and put it in your right pocket. And you've just done this whole introduction seamlessly without it being clumsy. And you've gotten their business cards that when you go home you can follow up with them.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's just shift here, Diana, a little for a little bit and talk about interviewing. Um, some some poorly answered questions during an interview, and what are some tips for improvement?
1: Okay, the number one thing is by the time you get to an interview, they know everything about you. Um, HR has already validated your credentials, they have your resume, they know your education, they know everything about you, because you gave it to them on a white piece of paper already. So why are they interviewing you? It's not to learn your credentials, it's to do two things, see how you behave yourself, if you're gonna be a fit for their company, are you their kind of person? Of course. Are you the kind of person they want to represent their company? And number two, to find out your why. Um, So when somebody asks you the question, tell me about yourself, Mm -hmm. there's a real simple, it's called a two-minute drill, where you talk and and you kind of lay out over two minutes, I I grew up here, my education was here, my job was here, my, you know, this is, you know, in two minutes, I've worked here, 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 I love this job, and I'm looking to work for another company, or or I'm moving back to the area because my husband's in the military, or this is what I want to do, and I'm now looking for another position because of this but you wrap it up in two minutes and it's very quick and concise you kind of have to practice that
3: Mm -hmm. and
1: then you need an elevator pitch when you're meeting people which is an again a 30 second kind of real quick summary but then people want to know your why why should i hire you why should i care what are you going to do for me are you my kind of person um and you want to talk about things that are not in your resume you want to talk about your values your work ethic and especially as an older person Those are the things that are going to set me apart as special compared to a bunch of younger people. I've got so much experience doing this, this, and this that I believe I can contribute to your company in this way. I love to mentor people and train people, and I'm very good at mentoring them. I I have worked in this industry for 30 years, so I know people from across the broad spectrum. I've remained friends for them. So I can help your company um, establish relationships with vendors or with different people. Um, I'm passionate about what I do because I love helping people. So you talk about what makes you the right fit for their company and what they will benefit. It's all about them Mm -hmm. and how you fit into their organization and not you and your needs.
2: Uh, Well, of course, Well, obviously, always, always, always. If you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Talk with Francesca. We are talking to Diane Huth, and we are talking about getting back into either the job market or finding a job. Diane, do you recommend cold emails as a way to get job leads? Not really. No. I don't like to
1: cold anything. You need a warm relationship with people, and you can do that through meeting them in person. You can establish a relationship online through LinkedIn mm-hmm. or through other professional email programs so that you can can um, ask for referrals online through LinkedIn where you ask somebody, it shows you who knows the person you want to meet. But cold emailing, I don't believe it works.
2: Mm-hmm. We do need to take another short break, Diane. But when we come back, I'd love to talk about the secrets that boost our productivity. And um, so when we come back, listeners, stay with us here. we got lots more to cover.
3: It can be easy to lose sight of your dreams and aspirations, especially when they seem so out of reach. Between school, kids, and work, your true desires can get left on the back burner. But you should never settle for less than what you deserve and what you know in your heart of hearts you want to do. Carrie Hummingbird has developed a program that will cast away your fear and self-doubt and inspire you to take charge of your life. But don't take my word for it. Christina Wolfe took the program and described it as a trustworthy guide to show you how to transform yourself at the soul level. You will have to dig deep, and it won't be easy, but then again, nothing worth having is. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone, and your comfort zone ends at the Reinvent Yourself program. So, what are you waiting for? visit www.carryhummingbird.com. You'll be glad you did.
0: Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HDTVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine.
4: The new Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at CobblestoneCafeNE.com.
2: All right, we are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Diane Huth, and we are discussing everything about finding a job and getting reconnected back into the marketplace if you've lost your job. So welcome back, Diane.
1: Thank you so much. It's fun to be here with you.
2: So productivity, that's, you know, especially when someone is looking for work, it can be kind of, you know, it, it, difficult and tiring and, you know, so many no's. So how can our listeners who are looking for work boost their productivity um, and, and and be more, well, be more productive, obviously?
1: Well, one of the things that is, is endemic to our life, we have to embrace it, is email. So much is done by email. And you can master um, email programs, um, and, and there's some free things you can do. Number one, the number one thing is you need a contemporary email address. Unfortunately, um, AOL, Yahoo, uh, People PC, all the other email addresses signal that you're old, that we grew up with those old email addresses. So you really need to have a new account, an email account that, that you use professionally, and that should probably be a Gmail account. And I love Gmail because they give you so many add-on tools. One of the easiest things you can do is add an auto signature, a professional one with your picture, with um, your contact information, with your credentials, and you um, can do that. And they offer a whole bunch of of add-ins. And so I would definitely consider that that email is one of the, the best things that you can do. Um, You also can uh, have your own website. I recommend that all all professionals have a a personal website that establishes their credibility. And one of the ways that you can get a job, particularly as an older person, is you establish yourself as an expert. You create a consulting company. And to do that, all you need is a business card and a three-page website, which establishes your history your credentials and then you can get a name which is diane at dianehooth.com for example so you get a domain name and you have an email with your name and that's permanent be very careful i have friends who have um had you know 20-year emails with their like cable provider and then the cable provider gets bought (laughs) and their email becomes obsolete and you have lost the thread of communication with everybody you know, and you're supposed to export your database of emails, do all that stuff. But just my suggestion is get a Gmail address. They are free. Um, if you have a business, you could actually pay five dollars a month for a business domain name for your email. So I have the domain name Diane at brand new um, So I pay five dollars a month for that business email in addition to my personal email through mm-hmm. Gmail. And all of those will help you really um, become better. There are tools that will help you. Um, one of my favorite is Grammarly, and there are a whole bunch of grammar oh, applications.
2: Oh, nice! Right.
1: You. yeah, they actually with Grammarly, it will actually um, proofread your emails and help you correct them before you send them out. And then at the end of the week, they will give you a report that said, "Hey, the three most, the five most common." Uh, mistakes that you made were this spelling and this grammatical error and it will coach you on how to write better in the future. And it's free. It's free. Yeah. It's wonderful. (laughs) Um, You can also set Google alerts. If you're looking for a job, Google has a wonderful system called um, Google alerts and you just type that into your search bar and you can um, put in a up to 10 different keywords, phrases that you want information so anytime that that keyword pops up, um, you will find, they will send you, in, in media, anywhere around the world, social media, online, news, etc. they will send you alerts as often as you ask them to do it giving you information so you set up your name, you might set up your company's name. If you want to work for a company or you want to work for a person, put their name in there or you can put your industry or competitor and then you will get news about that. So it'll collect through the whole web and it will tell you um, everything that's happening. So you don't have to go out and search for it. For sure do your own name and for sure do your business. I put my book's name in there, and I put my name, and I put some different things, and I got a Google alert from some company in Asia that was actually pirating or claiming to pirate my book and said you could download my book for free so I could write them a cease and desist letter that says, no, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. turns out that they're a scam trying to get lots of people to sign on to their server, and they don't really have my book, but I would not have known that if I hadn't gotten a Google alert saying free Download this book for free. It's like, what?
2: Right, right. I assume you Googled
1: me. <laughs> of course. And I looked at your social media and I looked at your webpage. Of course, it's so easy to do that. Oh, Another yeah. thing is how you manage passwords. Passwords will drive you crazy. Oh. Um, I have a really good platform. There are a number of platforms out there that are either free or very reasonable that will your your passwords for you I personally use I can't think of it right now Dashlane um, yeah I use Dashlane it's 40 bucks a year and it does all sorts of stuff for me that's the one that I use and I've had it for years and it has 500 passwords stored there oh. so
0: one of the oh.
1: that I learned from <laughs> a web developer um, is to use the same uh, password over and over again and just change one digit so you might have 2000, something or other, 2017, last year, change it to 2018. Or or just don't keep creating new random passwords. Use, um, you know, but, but just keep changing them one after another in some kind of a sequence. You could have A, B, C, D as, as you have to reset your passwords, or you could have a number passwords. But but use a, a password manager, and then you might still want to jot them down in the notes on your phone um, and use kind of the same password over and over again, and then just change it with a system mm-hmm. so you aren't going crazy memorizing your pa- pa- passwords. I hate passwords. I know what they do, but they're just a pain in the neck.
2: Oh, really? You're, you're talking to the, the password hater of the world. <laughs>
1: things you should do to help yourself in your career is to do your google search we you know we talked about google yourself is the first thing you do you should do that every month and you should kind of benchmark where your personal and professional reputation is growing so make sure you credit you, you 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 google yourself every month if you can do a screenshot mm-hmm. and you'll see where you're showing up and how you're building your brand Another thing you should do frequently is monitor your credit report because 35% of all companies will check your credit report before they hire you.
2: Oh really? No important. kidding. Huh.
1: Yeah, I, I, they I, want to know that you're responsible. Yeah, for that, yeah, right? that, so that, makes sense. that makes that's makes pro- yeah. Um, they, they may not hire you because then you're not a, a responsible employee if, if they figure if you can't manage your money. Exactly. So that's another tip yep. you need to know.
2: Diane, we just have like two minutes left, but I just want to ask you, is there anything I haven't asked you or anything you want to share with our audience before we say goodbye?
1: Yes. As we get older, um, it's more and more important that we establish what I call an authority platform. Social media and all the things that I talked about help you build your personal brand but building an authority platform is, is a personal branding on steroids. And as we get older, we want to use our expertise. And so to me, that means um, your authority platform, become a university professor. Anybody with a bachelor's degree can teach at a community college. If you have a master's degree, you can teach as an adjunct at a, as a, a, a four-year university. You become a professor. That establishes a great deal of authority. You can write a magazine article, a blog, um, get those published, send those in to people. That makes you a journalist, somebody in media. Then you can write a book and all of a sudden you're an expert because you wrote a book on that. Um, You can do media appearances, become a public figure. And that's through doing good things and sending out press releases and letting know about them. You can become a public servant, which means volunteering for government committees or being elected for your small town city council or county commissioners. And all those, you should also do board positions, which can be your nonprofit volunteer work. All those establish you as an expert, as a, a senior leader who actively gives the community. And to me, that is the best insurance against being downsized and let go because you become an an important person for a company it also establishes your platform for getting paid starting a business getting consulting work etc so you really need to be conscious of your professional reputation and that is what i call your personal brand and work actively to showcase the wonderful things that you can bring to a company the skills and talents that you've acquired over years and decades make sure that you find a platform to showcase that so people know really how wonderful you are.
2: Diane, thank you so much for being on Talk with Francesca today. This has been so much great information. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Can I offer your listeners a gift?
2: Yes, you certainly can.
1: Um, Go to um, enter in your search bar, hiremenowplease.com. Don't we all want that? Hiremenowplease.com. And I have a 15-page downloadable checklist to let you see kind of where you are on the steps of finding your dream job or employability. And that will be a very good help to kind of figure out, you know, do I need to work on this or do I already have it nailed? And if you do that, you might I be able to send you a follow-up email and thank you for um, being in touch with me. So I'd appreciate that very much. It's, it's HireMeNowPlease.com.
2: Fantastic. Thanks again, Diane.
1: Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too.
2: Okay. Organizing. It can be tricky. It can be confusing. It can be overwhelming. It can also be pretty boring. But above all, we know it's necessary. So no matter what your opinion on the matter is, there's no debating that it does make our lives easier. If we can find things, it helps us alleviate stress, saves time. But the number one question when trying to organize is where do I start? And lucky for you, I have the answer sisters kelly and katie founders of pixies did it and authors of organize your way has developed a foolproof system for getting organized she's here with us today to discuss that foolproof system with us so welcome kelly to you
5: thanks so much for having me
2: so well first of all were you a first-class slob and so you had to find a way to <laughs> become more organized or were you always no, very I mean, or were you always the super organized one
5: I am the always super organized one. My sister Katie is a slob, and the genesis of our business was basically me spending the first 30 years of my life trying to get her to organize the way I think she should be organized and failing. And I think we kind of came up with the business because it was either she was a failure or I was a failure, and neither one of us wanted to believe we were failures. So we decided perhaps there was a different way, and maybe she needed to organize differently than me in order for it to stick. And that was really kind of how we got started doing Pixies Did It and organizing clients and then, you know, coming up with our book, which was just came out of us working with our clients in their homes and offices.
2: Well, you know, I I, I will say for sure that about, I don't know, every five years or so I will hire an organizer. And it just feels fabulous, you know, but it, inevitably it does kind of go back to, what it was, which is not a disaster by any means. It really isn't. But right. but I like that feeling. It's amazing how different you feel when... It, when you it,
5: can find things.
2: When you can find things. I mean, it's like, oh, this outfit. Wow, I didn't know I had this. This is great. But anyway, so let's just get really right to it. Practically speaking, what are some one-step solutions?
5: Well, any... Basically, one-step solutions, you know, there's a couple like you come in, you take your coat off, you put it on a hook rather than opening your closet door and finding a hanger or finding space <laughs> and then taking it, you know, putting your coat on the hanger. You realize when you start thinking about one-step solutions, you can kind of make anything into a one-step solution. Let's Even your hamper, if it has a lid. That's a two-step solution. So just removing the lid from a hamper or buying a hamper without a lid makes taking your clothes off and putting it in a hamper a one-step solution. Often we'll buy clients, like, multiple hampers because, you know, if you think about, like, oh, you have a dry cleaning or whatever, like, sometimes people put them together and you're like, but then you have to later, you know, separate it. So it's, like, in the moment – can you make it as easy as possible and that's really the solutions we're coming up with for clients. I mean, we do it by personality type. We figure out who you are ahead of time because some people will do, they're more patient and will go through more steps and some people it's like it's got to be super, super easy, as close to one step as possible. So, you know, depending on who you are, we have different solutions to make it even easier for those that maybe are a little bit more challenged like my sister and you know, life isn't always easy. So
2: right. I really right. want to make organizing easy. Yeah. You have a quiz on your website for people to find out their pixie type. Mm-hmm. Can you detail some pixie types and their organizational styles?
5: Yes classic is almost half the population, and we're like the overbearing people who tell you what you should do with your life, and you should have to-do lists, and you should do it our way, and that would be me describing me, a place for everything and everything in its place, and it's kind of why, because we're almost half the population, we're always pressuring people to do it our way, Mm -hmm. and then you get the other half of the population. We call them funds, and these are people who who are also really tidy, but maybe a little less uptight about time and to-do lists, and they're more spontaneous. Then there's organics and smarts, and organics and smarts are both bigger picture people, and they don't see all the fine details, so, and they tend to be pilers. They pile. Everybody piles, but these people really pile. Sometimes smarts can be bibliophiled and have books everywhere. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I can see them. Like- I can see that person. <laughs> I can see. It's interesting.
5: Within those groupings, there's some, you know, some organics who like a little more structure, then they're called organic structures versus organic freedoms, which is what my sister is. And, you know, if you put like a classic structure on one end and then an organic freedom on the other, you'd have like two totally opposite people in terms of organizing. And that's almost like what me and my sister are. We just approach it very differently. And one way to kind of show you the the, the dichotomy of those two is when I come home from work, if my place is messy, I tidy it immediately. My sister ignores it. (laughs) Puts her feet up, relaxes, and then maybe tackles it later that night or the next day.
3: Oh, that's so funny.
5: There's there's a less urgency sometimes about the tidying, and that's sometimes how some personality types can end up having, you know, taking it longer to get organized than, than say, me.
2: What would you say the biggest obstacle to getting organized is for any personality type?
5: <laughs> Living with other people, number uh. one. Oh. When you live by yourself, when you think about it, it's kind of like if a tree falls in a forest, does anyone hear it? Because if you can find things, how it looks, you're not going to argue with somebody else. You know, we always say organization is about retrieval. And in the end of the day, that's what it's about. Can you find things when you need them on a moment's notice without a bowling ball falling on top of your head? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, then you're basically organized. How it looks is an argument about aesthetics that two people who are very different could have until the cows come home and you know my sister what she might think is decor i might think looks a little cluttered and that's one of the reasons (laughs) you don't really have these problems until you start living with other people or you you have them from the get-go because you share a room with your sister like i did and she drove me crazy (gasps) her clothes on the floor but then the second obstacle to being organized is having kids because they just come with so much yeah
1: yeah i mean i
5: can't even tell you how many new like pregnant clients we've had Uh and they literally oh yeah they have like they're going to put them in like a one bedroom apartment. I, obviously, I live and work in Manhattan, so this happens. But you're like, you know, I know they're really small, but they come with a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come yeah, home yeah. with their own papers. They yeah. come home from their hospital, and you already are shuffling papers for them. So often with clients, I tell them, I'm like, if you have a human being or a dog or a cat, they all need a cubby. Even if it's like a small human being is two months old, they will come home with paperwork, and it just keeps coming, gets larger. So from the get-go, everybody gets their own cubby. If you have more than one person in the household, everybody needs. It's kind of like kindergarten. That's how how you kind of start off on the right foot.
2: I just want to tell you, in our listeners, just a really quick, funny story. But my sister came to my house. This is back a couple of months ago, and she's really funny. She goes, "Your place has such nice karma. It's really, it's really nice, but you have a lot of stuff out." It, it, she said it so, so sort of, you know, diplomatically, it was hysterical. It was just really, really funny. But anyway, so I, and I said, now well,
5: I know something about your personality type, because often some people's homes, like organics are often described as cozy.
2: Oh, that's so uh, funny. Yeah, yeah.
5: So and cozy. And my sister's like, I know what that is. It's like a euphemism for you got a lot of stuff out.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's just really funny. She said, but she was really adorable the way she said it, it was just hysterical. Well, anyway, so she said, But well, like you, like you have pans on your stove. And I said, well, no, I have two pans on my stove. She said, but why don't you just put them in the drawer? And I said, well, because I have oatmeal every single day and I just want that pan there. Why i to bend over and get that pan out. And she just thought that was outrageous. So I was like really obsessed. So the next day she left. And so, and it turned out that I kept trying to get really organized it was driving me nuts i'm like you have driven me crazy i just thought it was funny It was just really really funny and you know i mean but you've so-
5: proven my point about living with other people that is what creates a problem because for you having the pan was convenient and it was close to a one-step solution for you because if you think about putting that pan that you use daily back in a cupboard that's an extra step right yep. extra few steps because you got to open the cupboard door put it on a shelf Close the cupboard door. That's three steps.
3: Mm-hmm. Four,
5: if you count putting on top of the stove and taking it off. So it's those kind of things. If you think about, like, if you were to, you know, come in, I might not correct that for you. You know, if you ha- like, I might say if, if it was you and you were living with your sister, I'd say, how about we compromise on one pan? one goes away, one gets to just live there. Okay. I think we're getting,
2: I think we're getting the I think that the crux of this interview listeners is live by yourself. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so let's see. So what are some of your unconventional organizing solutions you offer in your book?
5: Well, one of the biggest ones, and I think this is so helpful for, I mean, at least a quarter of the population, we call them pilers. And it's really hard for them to remember when they file papers away where they have gone because they have a visual memory, and these are mostly organics and smarts. I mean, everybody can have a little trouble on the margins, but smarts and organics tend to pile paper. They pile things, and they like things out to remember them, and what we do is we kind of come in and sometimes these piles are a little, they get a little hairy and a little big. So we'll do like an architecture, architectural, pardon me. We'll do like an archeological dig and figure out what categories are in these piles. And, and then what we do is we just kind of put some structure around these piles. So it's like, okay, these are medical forms, medical bills. You, these are the categories that tend to happen. Maybe sometimes you have like eight, piles you know we'll use bookshelves we always do transparent open bins because it's really important for pilers to see what's in the pile the moment you put them in like thick opaque lidded things it's the same as a file cabinet it's away uh, they can't see it they don't right. remember these are the people who kind of know like the permission slip is attached to that bright pink post-it note you know and they see it in the side of the pile and they know exactly where it is and if someone well-meaning like me comes and straightens up their piles and puts it away they're like dude wait, where's that pile? It I, I was right beneath this pink you know, post-it. Yeah. Now I can't find it. And what, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about, organization is about retrieval. So you just want to make sure you're kind of going with these ingrained habits people have in their brain. And so we, we suggest people who tend to pile to create a piling system. And literally you don't necessarily have to even get a filing cabinet. You can... You know, when the moment those piles and the medical forms get to a certain limit, you go through it and you get rid of the ones that don't matter anymore. Maybe every once in a while, if you're going through, like I say, like a medical problem and you need to keep some stuff, maybe that stuff goes into a small filing cabinet someplace, you know, far Mm -hmm. away where you don't have to access it unless you really, really need it.
2: Do you help people, coach people from afar or just where you are?
5: Yes, we do virtual, because a lot of times, you know, I came up with a virtual because all my friends and family would always email me a picture of their closet or their desk or tell me that they're having problems, like missing appointments. And so I'd kind of ask them questions and, you know, I'd have them take the quiz or if they knew their personality type, I'd come up with solutions for them. And we're like, wait a minute, like we could just be doing, that. I could be charging this. Why am I giving it away for free? So yes, we coach clients all the time. And um, so we are not just you know, New York based and we can answer anyone's questions. Obviously you can also buy our book, organize your way Simple Mm -hmm. strategies for every personality, but uh, it's available on Amazon and on our website, pixies did it, but yeah, we, we could do virtual. We can, you can show us, you know, Skype, we can just do it on the phone. You send us pictures. We're pretty flexible and I really enjoy, you know, Helping people out and and getting people organized, because, like you said, it's such a great feeling.
2: Oh, definitely. We just have have like yeah, feel unstressed. Yeah. Oh, definitely, Kelly. We just have a couple minutes left. I just want to ask you what is the the best thing to consider when taking the first step towards decluttering?
5: I often tell people when you just don't know where to start, Mm. start in your entryway. And it sounds random, but
3: the reason we do that is where
5: everything comes into your house you don't often have a lot of emotional attachments to a ton of things in your entryway. So it's kind of an easy place to declutter no matter who you are, you know, and it lends itself to easy categorizing. If you think about like gloves, like with like scarves or winter Uh wear, summer Uh wear. So it's kind of an easy place to start. You start getting your keys like, you know, but always follow your habits. Look at what you do naturally and try to create systems that go with what you do naturally I mean, obviously you want to put more structure around it if it's, if it's not organized and you know, mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. book starts off with the entryway for a reason, because that's really where we start for our clients.
2: Okay. Last question. What about mm-hmm. hoarders or not necessarily hoarders, but you know, those people, I mean, I have a pair of boots that I bought in Italy 15 years ago. I have never worn them once. I paid too much money for them. I cannot let go of those boots.
5: Right. <laughs> Is that it? So it's basically it's just like regret sitting there in your closet. <laughs> so um, one thing we say for hoarders, and the ones who like, well, I'm not a hoarder. Kind of I'm not. I just they cost them. a lot of money and I don't want to
2: throw them away. <laughs>
5: <laughs> You're not a hoarder for doing that, by the way. That is just like a human reaction to a mistake. It's like as long as they're in your closet, you won't have to admit that really was a mistake, kind of thing. It's mm-hmm, like we right. always say that you know a lot of clutter is just basically postponed decisions. Right. But we actually have something called the magical later box, and we do it when you have trouble letting, well, not you per se, but yeah, in the yeah. desk, but clients, when they have trouble letting go of things, and some personality types more than others have a harder time, and taking a picture of something doesn't do it, you know, like they, it literally is hard for them to let go of it, and what we really want is to make your daily life easier, so often we're, we're kind of kinder, gentler in that we say, let's take those boots Let's put them in a box with a bunch of other stuff and we're going to put it in your attic and then we're going to label it like the later box and when you're going to open it. Like how long does it to forget what's worth in things? Three months, six months, a year, whatever it is, you come back, let's say it's 12 months that you pick and whatever you remember that you miss and you wish was in your closet every day that is what you take out and you put back in your closet because you're like oh i missed it you know or maybe even in those 12 months you went back to get it because you're like oh right. you know what i wanted to wear with these boots all but right like, kelly it 12 months and if you haven't seen it then you can just <laughs> like take that box do not unseal it and put it in goodwill because there is another human being who's going to go to goodwill and be like oh my god Like, these are amazing. And it was kind of like your gift to the universe, you know, like Uh, you made somebody's day. But sometimes that time helps you do that.
2: I would love to keep talking to you. Yes, it does. I would love to keep talking to you, but we are out of time. (laughs) I'm speaking to the author of, yes, Organize Your Way. Pick up the book at Amazon. Thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure. I've loved it. Lots of fun. Okay.
1: Take care. Thanks again. You too. All
2: right, we've got to wrap things up. We've got to say goodbye. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. It was so much fun. See you next week, same time, same place. Make it a great week.